Let's talk about collaboration norms and let's definitely talk about individual contributors. Something that I've personally dealt with when working within teams, leading teams, being a manager, being a founder, etc., is that I don't think enough leaders and organizations articulate enough at a visceral and clear level collaboration norms and expectations around deliver, delivery of products or, or services or, or just work day to day with individual contributors as well. So here's what I'm really saying. When you are a leader of a team and you're bringing a unit of four, six, 12 people together to get certain tasks done, there's typically a workflow, right? And I think when you're working with organizations and teams where they're working on knowledge-based work, right? They're putting documents together, they're putting systems together, they're putting thoughts together. Various people have a job along that. And I think when you are working with a new team and you're working with a new hire or you're working with a team, period, I think at times leaders don't do a good enough job explaining what 30% looks like. Or even, unless, or let me back up even, even explaining that 30% is what's needed from you. So let me give you a tangible example. I founded a company called Startup BX and we did a little bit of an acquisition and it inevitably didn't work out. But throughout the process of building Startup BX, I was working with a few team members and we were all co-creating a few different documents that were going to live inside of our DNI portal, if you want to look at it that way, right? We had certain documents, certain systems, certain best practices that were connected to DEI. And I was tasked to work on a certain piece of it. Now, what I deemed as my 30%, right? Because we never needed to get to 100%, which is completed. So what I deemed as quality for my 30% of the project, which I was responsible for, and for example, didn't deem that as quality in a 30% context, she felt it was maybe an 18.5 and she had her reasons, et cetera. But this is something that we didn't do in the beginning. We didn't set that, that clarity and that boundary to say, hey, look, this is what quality for me, this should be Ann saying this, this is what quality for me, Anthony, looks like at 30% not this or this or this and should have showed examples. And I think if teams can learn to do that, if leaders and managers can learn to do that and explain at a very detailed level to team members, look, if you are an individual contributor along this team and along this process and you're responsible for for 50% of this project or you're responsible for this deliverable and we need to give you a lot of the tangible insights and best practices around how to get get this to the level that we're looking for, I believe that should be a guarantee. I believe that should be a, a, a consistent practice that managers and leaders follow. What managers and leaders do typically is they already have their own subconscious and their own perspectives around how or what a 30 or 50% looks like from a quality perspective. And a lot of times it's really because whatever they're asking this, this, this person to do is something they've already done for 12, 15, 20, 30 years at times. And so it's second nature to them. But what you always have to remember as a leader, if this is something that is new for this employee, it's not second nature for them. This is not something that's a part of their their habit. This is not something that's a part of their subconscious. This is a new exercise. This is a new process. This is a new delivery. This is a a new... um, tactical function that they're they're getting involved in. And so when you say, look, you're responsible for 50% of this and we needed an A quality and here's what A looks like, that's a good thing to do. So managers don't get lazy around that. Managers, make sure it's a it's an expectation that you deliver that. And I, and I just think 
this is something that more and more people need to do. And so for me, I think the tip that I'm honestly just trying to raise up and the things that I'm really honestly just trying to get clear is we need to set collaboration norms. We need to set expectations across and through and with each other. We need to let each other know exactly. Here's what quality looks like. Quality is needed for this piece. And here's a very clear example of what that looks like and what we are expecting and what we really, 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 really need. And so many folks fail to do that. So many leaders fail to understand the importance of that. And so many leaders fail to actually take the time to exert the energy. Because I think a lot of leaders think it's actually moving slow. It's actually moving fast. Let me explain this final piece. Many folks say to me, Anthony, look, you're expecting us to to outline and figure out these collaboration norms, right? You're asking us to outline principles and agreements around how, you know, how each individual handles diverse or difficult moments. You expect us to set up these clear decision-making structures and, and, and how to identify them. You're asking us to go through all the processes and understand how each one you know, each each person involved in this organization prefers certain communications or prefers and has preferences around contextual scenarios that are key in this inevitable project. You ask us to to confirm and have alignment around agreements and workflow structures and collaboration norms, what 30 percent looks like and what 60 percent looks like and what 100 percent looks like and what and what an, an A plus looks like versus a B versus a C versus versus a non satisfactory. You expect us to spend all this time working on this. Well, we have a lot of shit to do. And my answer is always going to be, yes, I do. And here's why. If you take the time to set up these norms, if you take the time to set up these expectations, inevitably, once they go through it once and twice and thrice, I think that's a French way for saying three, um, once you go through it, it'll turn into a subconscious. It'll turn into a natural behavior. It'll turn into something they actually can produce time and time again, rinse and repeat. And so if you look three, four months down the road at at some of the high performing teams that were put together three, four months prior that went through this exercise that I just outlined, and you're wondering how they're moving so fast, you're wondering how it's like they know each other so well, it's wondering, you're wondering how they're finishing each other's sentences, you're wondering how when this person gets done doing X, Y, and Z, the other person has already figured out and, and understood the groundwork around what to inevitably do to kind of pick up the baton and keep moving forward, it's because they did this hard work prior. And they've done it time and time again, and now it's a subconscious and simple pattern behavior. This is something that people don't really think about. This is something that people don't actually want to put the time and hard work to put in place. This is important. This is a factor. And this is what makes great collaboration, as well as individual contributors as well. And honestly, this is how it just looks across the board to make sure that you have really high performing players within your team and organization. As always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.